Shut up and sit down. What's up, everybody out there in podcast land? All you boys and girls, all you men and women, it's time for your favorite podcast. It's time for my favorite podcast. This is Third Shift. It's episode 78. Oh, my God, we're almost to 80 already. I'm your host, Matt. We're chugging. With me, as always, you heard him. He's chugging. It's my boy, Eric. Eric, what's been going on this week, dude? Oh, I've been living the life, Matt. Living the dream, partying every day. Going to children's parties, that is. <laughs> Um, uh, are you going to jail this week, Eric? Cause <laughs> no, no, we're not going there, sir. Negative. I'm going to my child's friend's birthday parties so she can have fun with all of her little friends and have a great time while her yeah. daddy stands there and sits or stands awkwardly amongst lots of parents and people he don't know. It's a good wait, time. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> he sits there, he stands there, he sits there. So I'm just picturing you just... Staring into nothingness. It's time to stand up now. That's exactly what I did. I guess I better sit. Yep. I stood I guess up. I better stand. Hey, sir, are you? It's time to sit. <laughs> it's, it's time, time to, to sit. sit. Back into no land. Don't talk to me. Stand up. And you know what the worst part was? Is for the first one, which is the one I went to where I didn't know anybody and all this, my phone died. So I had no like escape. There was no escape <laughs> at all. I had to like just sit and stare into a wall. It was really cool. It was the funnest thing ever. And uh, no treats for me. You guys wonder why I don't come to friend family events. Because <laughs> what am I going to do? I'm going to sit and stare at my phone. And I'm going to stand up. And I'm going to sit back down. Now, hang on a minute. Because I went to another party. But it was with uh, some family. And they had all sorts of great food. All sorts of fun things to do. And people I knew. So I was just talking and hanging out. And eating some grub. And... And that one wasn't too bad. That one was much better. Okay. So, you know, you can still come to friends. And hopefully, in between them running around, you can talk to them. See? This is better than just staring at a wall. Let's <laughs> do it. Stand, stand, stand up. What are you doing, Matt? Go talk to Matt. He's just sitting up and standing down <laughs> in the corner over there. He's, <laughs> out of, <laughs> he's out of broken loop. Fix him. <laughs> Go help him. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, gosh. Besides that, as I told you guys last time, I've been rocking out tons of video games, making progress in everything I mentioned last week, Metroid, Return, Samus Returns, uh, Wolfenstein 2, freaking Xenoblade Chronicles 2, didn't play any Zelda this week, got into Monster Hunter uh, World, playing that some. A lot of fun. Lots of fun. But not too much exciting beyond that. What about you? In the real life, in the real world, this weekend I went and saw Our Lady of Poison over at the Williamson Theater. That was a fantastic show, some really good actresses in it. I really enjoyed the story. It wasn't what I expected it was going to be. And then the ending I really enjoyed. It ended the way I didn't think it was going to, but the way it should have. So that was that was a really good show. There were three actresses in it. Two of them were like fantastic. They were like older actresses. One I felt wasn't as good, but she had like a singing part, and she did amazing at that. So I was like, well, that's kind of why she's here. But overall, really good show. If anybody is in the area and would like to go see a good show, go see that show. Other than that, it's just been work, which is always fantastic. As you know, I love work. It makes my heart swell up to two times its size as soon as I walk in the door. And then, as far as video games, I've been playing Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney Spirit of Justice. Finally beat the DLC case, which was awesome. Throwback to all of the, you know, the original three 
of the Phoenix Wright games. You know, recurring characters coming back, rivalries, way things were presented. I'm going to talk more about it in our, you know, our month-end Patreon gaming wrap-up because I have all kinds of spoilers and details I want to get into. But that case did so much good in an already good game. So that was a ton of fun. That was fantastic. And speaking of fun, coming up on Tuesday, it's IG2G episode 23. I have a disappointing game release that I might even just talk about how awful it is. Oh, that sucks. I brought the good news all in one week. I had a sack full of good news. It's time for some bad news. That sounds real terrible, Matt. I hope it's not a game (laughs) that I have high hopes for. Probably. I'm I'm sure it's not. If you've seen this game in action, you will have not had high hopes for it. Okay. Then go. Ooh, there's another one I might be able to talk about. Oh, good. I'm going to bring the bad news this time. It's going to be <laughs> <The> good. <laughs> I, I captured me a bad news bear, and I'm going to hold him in this sack till <laughs> Sunday night I comes. Just, I just kicked my feet with excitement like a little kid. I'm like, oh, yeah, it's going to be awful. Hooray. Oh, man. I don't think, I think we're doing the opposite of hyping people up. But actually, it's not bad because you know what? People got to know about them bad games too, man. Come on. I'm sure Jim Sterling hypes people up for bad stuff. Oh boy, he actually did. I was on his Twitter and I saw him on something else. And I went, "What's you been tweeting about?" Oh, I got a game coming out. It's really awful, it is it? Is oh, you're gonna hate it. I'm like, uh, what? <laughs> well, that is his whole stick. Come on. He hyped up the haters to get a game hated on. So see, it works. It works. That's right. You just do that old Gatorade hater raid and just get it stirred up, and everybody like, "Oh, let me have a sip of poo." Mm. So, speaking of Haterade, throw that shit out because we got shift codes for Golden Keys in Borderlands the pre sequel, and we got bonus Valentine's Day skins in Borderlands 2 and Borderlands the pre sequel. So, as always, hit up the Twitter, hit up the forums, hit up the Reddit, hit up the Instagram, hit up your preferred shift code provider, and go check out a boatload of keys. Yes! And while you're out there messing with those keys and messing with that new skin, well, not new skins, but you know what I mean, skins. Make sure you're out there uh, using Mad Maxi's DLC. Got to go, is it the Hodunks? That's right. It's the Hodunks and the Zaffords. Yeah, you got to go get those couples married up, you know? That's just part of the lower. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Matt. (laughs) I keep waiting to be able to point and say, hey, last year we talked about the Valentine's Day DLC, and and we called the episode Remember This Episode. And it's because we let those two lovebirds, the robots, live. And we said, maybe if we go back a year from now, they'll have a little robot baby. Because we didn't kill the one. Mm-hmm. So this is our time to find out. We got to right get in right there now. and find out. Exactly. That's exactly what I was about to say. Because that's what I was thinking about when I saw it. I went, <laughs> son of a gun. We did something different. We got to get it back in there and see what's up. I mean, obviously, it's not going to have a little baby robot, which would be fantastic if it was, but... I mean, it's literally going to be the exact same thing. We'll yes. be like, well, the quest's already done, so I guess let's just go play Overwatch. I don't know. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> but awesome all the same. So if you haven't gotten in there and, you know, checked out the old Hodunks and those guys and gals, it's a lot of fun. That DLC was a ton of fun. And not only that, but you get the freaking keys to boot. You can't go wrong with that. Absolutely. And speaking of tons of fun, if you didn't know, now you know. The 45th Deserts of Karak Artifact Cup, that's this Saturday, the 17th. So if you want to get in on some Deserts of Karak action, if you want to get your home world fix, jump on in and get in that Artifact Cup, sucker! hi Oh, yeah. And you know what? I should have brought this one up beforehand, but oh well. Who cares? Right, Matt? It's our show. We can do what we want. That's right. The Hunt is coming up. The Hunt 2018 for Borderlands 2. 
If you don't know what I'm talking about, it's where you start a new character, you raise your levels up, you go after all the cool legendaries, all that good stuff. You try to get the greatest, best rolls on them. Everybody, after the end of this competition, tallies up the scores, finds out who's the winner. They announce it. Gearbox does a little shindig with it. A lot of the old school streamers out there who've been supporting Gearbox and uh, you know, especially Borderlands two for all these years they're usually in on it if you want to know more go over to gearbox's official site or unofficial community patch site whatever you want to call it and check it out (laughs) (laughs) it's it's either the official site or it's not whatever you choose to believe (laughs) i choose to believe this geocity site from 1995 is the official site go on there you can do it let me tell you this. I'll, I'll throw a, I'll throw a, a prop out there. Mental Mars has a nice article up all about it. It's running February nineteenth through February twenty fifth. And as I said, check out Mental Mars's site. He's got all the information there and links for you to follow to get all the registration facts, laws, rules, regulations, everything you need to know to get involved, and or where you could probably check it out and watch it if you're just interested in doing that. So don't forget the hunt twenty eighteen. If you're hunting for Borderlands merchandise, there's some new Borderlands hand-painted framed resin masks via thinkgeek.com. We retweeted the link to it, or you can go on thinkgeek.com. Just look under Borderlands. You'll see a handsome jack mask and a psycho mask. They're all framed. They're hand-painted. They're looking nice. Grab yourself a nice little piece of Borderlands merch. Well, I guess we're done with Borderlands. So, you know what? Officially moving away, walking away. Goodbye, Borlands. We'll see you another day. So, walking away, I'm going to head over to the neighbor's house. Yeah, that's right, boys and girls. Hello, neighbor. It's coming to the Nintendo Switch sometime this year. Gearbox Publishing is happy to announce they're still in a partnership with Tiny Bill and Dynamic Pixels. And they said, hey, you know what? The Switch is doing amazing with all these indie games and stuff. How about we get our titles over there? So not only is Hello Neighbor coming, but a whole bunch of other games of theirs are coming. In fact, I think it's six in total. So if you love Tiny Build, they're bringing pretty much all the things they have of recent exclusivity or whatever, recent builds, all over to the Switch, which, hey, I love the Switch. I can't complain. It's a wonderful device, portable. As you all know, I'm very excited to hear about this, and I'm particularly excited for one real big, big, big reason. It's because Gearbox has got the Switch on their brain. Mm-hmm. So... This might bode well for future Gearbox titles, which is something I want to talk about in a future podcast again, or whether or not they are going to eventually support the Switch with some of their newer titles or not. It's a curious question, and I'd love to discuss it with you and get the Haterade side of things. And speaking of Haterade, <laughs> if you hate the Switch and you want to dump it in a trash can and set on fire because your PC is the only way to play games, Hello Neighbor is on sale right now for 20% off via Steam. I don't know if that's just today as part of Steam's like Lunar New Year sale or if that's going to continue or if it's going to cycle back on a different day, but keep an eye out for that. If you don't have it already, you might as well get it on the cheap on a sale. There you go. I mean, you might as well, right? Yeah, why not, man? 20% off is awesome. Mm-hmm. I've been sucking those deals up all day long. (laughs) So speaking of good deals, another good deal that's going on right now is we've been seeing more and more Battleborn characters released in the latest Ready Player One trailer. Which, think about that. We saw Atticus. We saw the trash can bird. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Well, we could have left the trash can bird out of it, but we also saw El Dragon again. I think he was already Mm -hmm. previously seen, but uh, in the newest trailer, he was also spotted once again. So that's pretty cool, you know. I can't can't go wrong with that, especially Atticus. 
I think mm-hmm. he he would be an intimidating character to play a little role in you know the movie. But it, from what it looks like, most of them are just kind of in the backdrops, just for like fun mm-hmm. little Easter eggs. That first shot, seeing Atticus in like the very first shot of the new trailer, was pretty cool because it was like, here's the character in the corner, and then it pans out, and you see just Atticus clomping through, looking huge. It was mm-hmm. like a big part of the visual scene, which is freaking awesome. I enjoy that. I think it's pretty neat. You know, they also got Duke Nukem in there, as we've talked about before. Ombra's in there. And, and of course, if you look at Jim Ferrona's uh, Twitter, you know, he's been harping that they need an Oscar Mike in there or an Isaac in there. And I agree. Mm-hmm. To have all these weirder characters in there, no Oscar Mike yet? Pshaw. There's got to be Oscar Mike. It's got to be. I think the only thing is he would look too much like generic Soldier Man. True. I mean, that's what he is. But and they would have to pay Jim Ferrando to go, Hey, it's me, Oscar Mike! When all these other characters are just, you know, like the Halo guys are all running up the hill and stuff. You're just showing the images. You don't need the mm-hmm. whole character. So. Yeah, true. Still, though, if you got this many in, might as well throw the rest of them in somewhere, dang it. That's right. <laughs> and I will say, hang on a sec. Let me clunk. Let me put my soapbox down. Let me get up on my soapbox. <clears throat> I got issues with a lot of stuff that goes on in like the movie industry and the Hollywood industry. But one of my pet peeves, biggest pet peeve ever, I'm just going to say it real quick, then we can move on. I f***ing hate the whole trend of, oh, let's take a classic song and have someone sing it like in a minor key and make it all serious weird. Like the Pure Imagination song from f***ing Willy Wonka that is the trailer song for this new Ready mm-hmm. Player One trailer. Stop it. Stop it. I'm f***ing sick of it. That's a lot of beeps Danny's going to have to put in. But that's how strongly I feel on my soapbox. Compose something original. Compose something original. Or, gosh, there's tons of serious songs that have been on, on and on throughout history. Just pick one of those. Don't get, oh, let's, let's get this, like, operatic sort of singer to, like, sing it in, like, a real melancholy tone of voice. Like, I'm, I'm wondering when it's going to be, you know, they're going to have, like, a, a Barney Goes Mad movie. But it'll be, like, the Barney song. But they'll go, I love you. You love uh, me. You know how awesome that would be in an awesome horror movie? I was you know just thinking that, actually. <laughs> Some kind of weird Valentine's, like, slaughter fest film. And then they're just like, I love you, yeah. And then they flash to like her eyes being gouged out or something crazy. And then like a Valentine's card getting stuffed into her head, you know. Oh, yeah. But see, they don't make good good horror movies anymore. So it have to be like, oh no, I'm a teenager who's scared of hearts. So I saw a heart and I went, ah. And there was a jump scare of of a heart on. Uh, somebody put a heart on like a window, and I went, ah. And then they they talked about how it made her feel, and then they worked their way through it with some therapy. Mm-hmm. And she realized it was really her mother who put a heart. She pinned a heart pin on her, and it stuck mm-hmm. her once. And she, ow, yes. traumatic experience, and I, li- I, I worked my way through it. Yeah, and ever since then, she's been very deathly afraid of her mother and uh, hearts. Ooh. But her mother lives in the walls. Like, she thought Ooh. she was dead a long yeah. time ago, and then she wasn't. The she was in the walls because she didn't want to agitate her daughter more. And make her put the hearts out to be like, look, I'm still around. I'm still here Ah! supporting you in the background. Mm -hmm. But you thought I was some kind of demon in the walls. Yeah, they they hug when she's graduating high school at the end. There it is. Yeah, yeah, because you know you want to make sure it's a good ending, going off to college, fixed. You know, mentally, physically, Mm -hmm. emotionally, and ready to go into that college life. There we go. Perfect. We just made we just made another movie. Awesome. We made Nuka Duke already. Now we made Valentine's Day. That Hollywood. Just call us up, man. We got all mm-hmm. the ideas. 
So that wraps up my rant. That wraps up our discussion of Battleborn characters in the Ready Player One trailer. But we ain't done with Battleborn yet, Matt. We're not done with Battleborn yet. You know why? Because they've got the new rotation for the week out. And it's, oh, guess what? Melka, Montana, Toby, frickin' Marquis, Ambra, and Galea. What do you think of this? I think this is a thumbs-in-the-middle lineup. I like Melka. I like Ambra and Galilea a lot. Not really a fan of Montana. Marquis, again, isn't a garbage fire, but he's, he's low on my list. Toby is a pure garbage fire, though. So you have three really good characters that I like to play, two that are kind of meh, and then one that just, no, just no. So it's, it's a thumbs in the middle. It's an average lineup. What do you think? Well, I would say just from a character perspective, it looks just fine to me. You've got everything you need. You've got your tanks, you've got your heals, you've got your melee, you've got your ranged. Boom. It's a solid world. It's a solid foundation. On a personal level, as you were just discussing, Toby's trash fire, just throw him away. I don't know what the heck he's used for. <laughs> it puzzles me. Uh-huh. <laughs> Marquis, I've never been in the snipers. Ombra's cool. She's fun to play, but not really my jam. Galilea's awesome. Montana's awesome. And Melka, I've never really got into playing her that much either. So mm-hmm. for me, if I go personal level, it's a I guess I'm playing a lot of Galilea for the week. There you go. Let's <laughs> say, and I'll back you up as Ombra. So yep. there you go. Perfect. So then, of course, what do we do always after Battleborn free rotation? We got to roll on into Fortnite and the patch notes. I know one thing. I'm just going to say it because it stood out to me right away because I really liked it. In Battle Royale mode, you can buy a big old teddy bear glider with a big old heart that he's holding. It's over the top. It's ridiculous. I like that. Anything else stand out for you, Eric? Well... I don't know if you're already to the point where I'm at or if you saw something I didn't because I missed that particular little thing, actually. I didn't see the uh, – you said it's a hang glider that's a teddy bear holding a heart? Yeah, it's the uh, the one you come in on in Battle Royale. They kind of announced it in a separate tweet oh, that okay. I retweeted. It had a little video of it. I must have missed it. Dang it. Dang it. Ugh, I saw everything else, but not that. I mm. was going to bring up the fact that they just threw shrines into Battle Royale because mm-hmm. that is freaking cool, man. Getting there, and obviously, now you got that whole dynamic of trying to find one first off, and then second off, deciding whether you want to like go in and try to get the epic loot that's in there, or mm-hmm. obvi- stay the hell away because there's going to be however many other individuals going after same said loot who are probably better than you, and then you're going to get murdered. You know it. <laughs> but the allure is there, and I like it. And then the fact that you can play little like little little shimmy little meek mouse just kind of. If you land in the right spot and you think nobody's there yet and you got a chance, you can <laughs> scuttle in and try to get up there and get it. Oh, I like that dynamic. It sounds really cool to me. But if you got too many meek mice all sitting around in their little meek mouse holes, you can just blow them all out with an impulse grenade. That's the new weapon that's mm-hmm. coming to Battle Royale. It looks like, like a giant force bubble, force push. You just throw it out and boom, everyone flies like a million miles away. It's fantastic. It looks wonderful. I'll say if you're playing Fortnite and you haven't seen that cool little uh, example trailer they threw in with the impulse grenade, check that out because it's awesome. The oh, yeah. the music with it, the, everything they're doing is just really cool, and how they utilize it is awesome. I'm like, oh man, that, if I did that, like threw that in and then just knocked off that entire back end of baddies, mm-hmm. that's something you just screen capture, video, whatever you got to do, and you're like, look, look how awesome I am. Oh my god, look. Look at me, look at me. Even if you die right after, it doesn't matter. Still looks so I was awesome. just going to say, you instantly die. Oh, I was number 87, but I did this cool thing. Mm-hmm. Just cut off the ending part. Exactly. <laughs> what would you think of those new weapons they put in there? 
Those are pretty damn fancy. You talking about the dragon weapons? Yes, the save the world dragon weapons that they added Those in for the new mode. Badass. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you don't know, in Save the World, they just uh, they're opening up this spring event, which is called. Oh, help me, Matt! I forgot. Spring it on! Spring there it on! Is. Spring it on! Spring it on's coming to Fortnite Save the World mode, where it's going to be love is in the air, but with a Fortnite twist, of course. Some new storylines to follow, as we just said, new weapons, uh, new skins, all that good stuff. I was just going to say, I'm really glad that they put. Like spring stuff plus Valentine stuff plus Lunar New Year stuff. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I will say, I mean, even in other games like Overwatch or League of Legends, the Lunar New Year stuff is always my favorite because that Chinese design, like the dragon weapons, they all look freaking amazing because they look like the old school Chinese dragons or the, the costume dragons that they go mm-hmm. down the street with and stuff. I, I love that feel. I love that style. So get seeing that we're getting, you know, four new heroes with new abilities and new looks whole bunch of dragon weapons. I love this kind of stuff. So I'm glad that it's, you know, they didn't skip over Lunar New Year to do Valentine's or just jump into spring. It's all coming together. So you get all your fixes all at once. It's good. Yeah. I thought it was neat, too, that they took, like you said, those smaller ones and just threw them all together instead of just skipping over a bunch of it and only doing the four or five major holidays and calling mm-hmm. it good enough. It's a nice little mingling of events. Uh, was there anything else in Battle Royale that you really uh, thought was crazy? Because there was one more thing I thought I thought was a little strange but cool at the same time, I guess. For me, there wasn't a lot that stood out with Battle Royale. This was a big Save the World one for me. Okay. Well, the last one that really stood out to me in the Battle Royale was the fact that they're retiring the white, green, and blue SMG. So oh, yeah. I'm like, well, that's pretty weird that they're actually taking a gun out of rotation. Mm. You know, that you don't see that too often. But I think it's also really cool in the fact that that changed the uh, the dynamic of the game. You know, if that was a big yeah. weapon and, you know, really big on everybody, well, guess what? Now you don't get to grab that one up. Now you have to go for something else, changes things up a little bit. I don't know if they're mm-hmm. going to introduce anything else to replace it besides, like, the minigun they already threw in. But well, I know they've been tweaking the way that a lot of weapons work. Like, the one that stood out was they were, like, really increasing the accuracy of, like, the scoped assault rifle. So I don't know if people were using SMGs in ways they didn't want them to be used. So now they're tweaking other weapons to kind of fill those roles, maybe. So I, you know how it is with these games. Mm-hmm. It'll, it'll go, it'll come back, it'll come back tweaked, it'll go buff, nerf, do-do-do-do-do. We'll see. Exactly. But all the same, I think it's cool, and I think it's very neat that they're uh, doing that. I hope it becomes kind of a, a system for them, so that way, mm. sort of like you always tell talk about League of Legends, how they'll nerf one character to the ground and make sure that the next rotation's fresh and the meta's you know, different. If this mm. is kind of their solution by taking guns out and bringing others back in or new ones back in, and then changing the meta in that way. Pretty neat. Mm. Then rolling on into Save the World, we talked about the Springing On event, the new heroes, the new weapons. Uh, let's see. One thing I did think was cool was, you know, you, for these seasonal events, you always get seasonal tickets to redeem for seasonal llamas. In this one, you're going to be able to earn firecracker tickets not just by doing quests, but if you jump into a quest and you use the new opt-in difficulty to up the quest's difficulty up via the new blue glow pylons, that will also instantly earn you firecracker tickets. So even if you do totally screw it up afterwards and you guys are just, yeah, we'll just bump it up to you know level 900 and, oh, well, we instantly died, you do get at least those bonuses for popping that difficulty up like we talked about last week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did like that. I saw that, read that, was like, well, that's pretty neat. But that is exactly what I thought what you were talking about is that, well, what if I bump it up too high 
and then we just get wasted, and then everyone's PO'd at me. And I kind of don't like the fact that someone could come in, you know, if they're in your game, and they're like, hey, I want to bump it up. And you're like, nah, and you're, they're like, whatever, I'm doing it anyway. I found five blue glow, so off it goes. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, well, I didn't agree to that. Oh, but at least you do get a, a little baby reward just for trying to do it at that difficulty, so it's not a complete wash. And I did like that they did explain that when they do that, it gives you lots more husks to deal with, and it does give them, didn't say a major buff, but at least a minor buff to their health and attack damage. So it's not just, oh, everything is now you know a fatty, or everything is a mini boss, or everything is a this. It's just you get a ton more, and they're a little bit better, but they're not like extremely better right away. Mm-hmm. So if you can mow down... You know, a bunch of people with your minigun ability, or you got, you know, somebody with some badass guns who can just take out a whole swath. You can just do it easy peasy, maybe. Maybe. Possibly. Maybe. Hopefully. <laughs> Beyond that, for myself, I just like the characters. I did like the new model for the ninja, was really cool in particular. I really liked that one. The others were all right, but the ninja was the one that really captured my attention with the skins, the new skins for them. Mm-hmm. But uh, beyond that, nothing and nothing got my attention. I like the new abilities or ability combinations of the new heroes. I thought those were pretty cool. And then speaking of abilities, they did rework a lot of the perks and bonuses and abilities of just your regular heroes, like you know, buffing damage up and down or ability tweaks here and there, radiuses and all all kinds of stuff. It was like the very end of the patch notes, all through Save the World. Like I know the Commandos minigun is changed in some way. There's like the pushback abilities changed, all kinds of ability tweaks. So it's good to see them not just making a seasonal event with new heroes, but then also going back and seeing, hey, these are how those abilities work. These are how we need to tweak them. And so they're actually like getting their hands dirty in save the world mode. I thought that was really good. Mm. And speaking of that, you just reminded me, I was excited to hear that they are once again in Save the World mode, uh, fixing some of the water, swimming textures, swimming, uh, fixing some of the lighting textures, et cetera, oh, yeah. et cetera. So as you said, they're still building in there, just chipping away at fixing tons of the little things, the little glitches and problems that have been there since the word go, and just mm. making it all around sweeter game. So I, I was reading that and was like, yes, this is nice, very nice. Heck yeah, man. Let's roll on into the Compulsion Games Weekly Journal then. It was a pretty quiet week, but there were a couple things I picked out that intrigued my little brain. What about you, Eric? Oh, gosh, Matt. I knew you were going to hit me up with this. And this is the one I did not find anything I liked. I was going <laughs> to... I tried. I read it twice. And I'm just like... Uh, <laughs> I picked out a few good things. One thing that did kind of make me excited was... In that very first section, I think it was in the engineering team, they were talking about, you know, they'd finished up Arthur, they're working on Sally, they're working on the other new character, and each character is going to have character-specific survival, combat, and stealth skills. So it's not like you can just, you know, use the cloak ability or the the jump ability for every single character. They're each going to have unique abilities to get you through these situations, which I really like, because if I play through the game as Arthur, and then I play through the game as Sally thigh highs, I'm not going to want to just be doing the exact same thing. I'm going to be like, oh, she's got this ability and this ability and this one. I have to learn how to play her more effectively. Now, I I recall reading that, of course, but I don't know where, if it's been mentioned before, if I just assumed. But I just assumed that was the case. I, In my brain, I just assumed those three characters were going to all play extremely uniquely, hence why the fun in playing them 
at, you know, at different times. So I, I, it just. I assumed so as well. But when you have a partially procedurally generated world, you know, mm-hmm. you could just go, hey, now you're just Sally and she's got new voice lines and has a new quest line. That's versus, true. Versus, you know, now she can seduce guards or she can, you know, use a, an umbrella to leap over a wall or something. I don't know, you know. I love seduction. I hope seduction is part of her skill set because that's fantastic. You know what? As an ugly white male, I've never had that power. So in a game, it'd be fantastic to have the power of seduction, Matt. That's why you like to play pretty ladies in all your games, Valerie. Damn Tree. straight. If I'm going to look at a butt all day, it's going to be a good butt, Matt. Oh, man. Awesome. Uh, uh, see, one thing that wasn't really gameplay related or anything, but I thought was cool, is they were they said they were going through and making text versions of every single sign that's in the game. So that when it's getting translated into French and German and Jap- Japanese and friggin' Portuguese and all that stuff, people can look in the files and see what that sign is saying. So they can put like you know their own little subtitles under it, or you know, I, you couldn't like change the assets, but put in something so that the people who are reading it or looking at it and can't really understand what it is in English, you know, they can modify can it, it so that yeah. I thought that was something cool that. They're going through and putting in that work early to make it easier on people on the back end. And you reminded me of something that was kind of interesting. Mike and the animation team went ahead and talked about, speaking of, of course, making things easier to understand, he's been going through tons of chains of conversation and building and putting them together better than they were before so that way the conversations flow in a more natural state and feel more mm-hmm. realistic which that does strike a chord with me because, of course, lots of games, Fallout, Skyrim, you know, all those epic titles are just completely guilty of just broken chains of speech and just crazy wonky talking that completely mm-hmm. takes you out of the, the game and just it becomes funny instead instead of, like, serious and real. And, and I completely herk and jerk animations. Yeah. Like, when you start this sentence, he goes like this and puts his arm up, but his next sentence, he's looking over there, and now he twists around and he's talking to the wall because the thing's not right. His eyes are going in circles like wildly, mm. and you're like, I don't even understand what's happening right now. I can't even pay yeah. attention to this or take it seriously. So mm. hopefully he's doing a spectacular job, and I'm sure he is. And when we get this game, we can be fully immersed with all this time they've got to kind of fix that up and put it together a little bit better. And speaking, last and not least, of full immersion, nothing immerses me more in a game than when I do something and I hear that magical sound. What's that sound? It goes, and a piece of text and a little graphic comes across my screen. It says, achievement unlocked. And I go, yes, I'm the god if we have a few. So cool. But they did mention, yes, achievements are going in. Yes, they're programming the achievements. Yes, some of them are just story related. And some you got to do a bunch of weird crap to do. So I was excited to see that. I'm going to get some weird crap achievements. 100% 100% believe that. Oh, you know I'm about to roll up some achievements when this comes out. That's for sure. I love them. The more of the hidden ones I get, the better. Oh, yeah. And that's it, man. We did it, man. That pretty much wraps up. I mean, that wraps up Compulsion Games. There's no Nerdvana again this week, or there wasn't last week. However you want it's to think about it. It's two weeks in a row, whatever, yeah. I still haven't heard anything about Nerdvana this week. So I, uh, is it nearby. three weeks now? I don't know. It'll be three weeks if they don't do one this Sunday. And man, I haven't oh heard man, them post huh? up that they're back this week. They said they're taking a short hiatus, so. What's it? What is that? What is it I hear? I hear, I hear like the sound of five stars. Is that, is that the sound do of Do you see stars? a light on the top of a mountain? I see a light up there. Or, better yet, do you hear the devil laughing? 
I did. I did just now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I hear it a lot when I do this podcast. <laughs> I'm gonna rip them souls out and take them stars, boy. Take them stars and put them in my podcast. <laughs> Oh man, you know, I hear that devil laughing, and I, I see something. There's something out, like down the road. It looks like a man is coming down the street. He's not going to make it here yet. It looks like he might be here next week, though. I don't oh. know. He's got like a bag, a satchel, like a man with like a. He's like a blue suit and like mm-hmm. little blue pants. It's like a bird on him. Yeah, like a like a flying bird. Oh. His car looks like it's backwards. Mm-hmm. I don't understand. What, this isn't England, man. Hmm. What What are you doing? I don't know. Maybe next week I'll ha- I'll have a chance to go talk to him and see what it is he wants. But until then, if you guys want to get in touch with us, if you got any questions, if you know who the Birdman with the backwards car is, you can let us know via email at info at thirdshift.me. You can tweet at us at thirdshiftme, and you can find us on Facebook under Third Shift. Hey, and we do have a wonderful Patreon set up where we get moolah, cashola to keep this show running from all of our wonderful patrons, boys and girls out there who decide that we did a wonderful job or thought th- something was funny or hilarious, whatever, threw a buck our way, five bucks our way, we treat it like a tip jar. Anything you can throw in there is greatly appreciated. It helps us purchase stuff and equipment and whatnot, games that for the show, only for the show, all that other stuff. We appreciate it, and if you can't, that's fine too. Throw us likes on Facebook, Twitters, like our page, comments, questions, concerns, all that wonderful stuff also help us. So help us help you. Absolutely. And of course, this podcast drops every Friday, so we'll be back in your ear holes on the 23rd of February, months almost over, for our very next episode. And you can find those episodes on iTunes, on Stitcher, and on Podbean. And as Eric said, if you like what we're doing and you'd like to help us out, please give us a like, a rating, review, a comment, a subscription, any kind of good thing on any one of those good services, because it does help us out, and we really do appreciate it. Indeed we do, because those five-star ratings are so important to us. And with that, I'm just going to say, don't don't forget forget to save! Shut up and sit down. Five stars, Birdman. Please help us help.